your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Kill. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! I appreciate you coming back another week. Uh, hope all you guys had a, a pretty good Easter last weekend or last week. Uh, thanks for joining me for some live conversation. We got about an hour to talk sports all across the board. Anytime you want to call in, join the conversation. You got a question or comment about anything we're talking about on the show. The number is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four, and I will give that number to you again one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Also, questions and comments can be sent to Kwame at KwameLashesSports dot com. Um, again, that's Kwame at KwameLashesSports dot com. We're bringing it <clears throat> we bring excuse me we're bringing this to you from the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, let's go. Let's talk some sports. Uh, first question. And I'm going to open up with this, but I'm going to leave you with this, and I'll get back to it later. Who is your MVP? Kobe, LeBron, Dwayne. I'm sure there are others. Seriously, there are others. I'm, you can even uh, add the guys from Orlando over there. It's, it's a handful of guys, but seriously, it's going to come down to those three guys, those three superstars. And if you, when you talk at NBA, specifically this year, uh, there's no last names needed when you mention Kobe, LeBron, and Dwayne. It's kind of like Madonna, Cher, Kwame. You just know who those guys are. I tell you what, hold on to your answers and your qu- uh, comments you may have about that. And when I get back to basketball, that'll be later on in the show. Um, you can chime in, give a call, or send your questions or comments to the web page again that, that I gave you, Kwame at Kwame Um And I'll elaborate on that a little bit more. Now, things that went on, I could talk about baseball, second week, uh, opening day, which I will get into that later on in the show. Might have a uh, special guest call in, but we will see about that. As always, we'll have Richard Brick call in, uh, AFL2 coach uh, for a few teams in that league. Uh, Again, anybody may stop in the studio. I'm in the studio by myself. It's live. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Again, I'm on the Voice of America Sports Network. There's a few shows up here that you can check out. Now, the Masters. I thought the Masters. Angel Cabrera, uh, Cabrera wins the Masters, his first green jacket, and it came in the playoff, which I didn't think I didn't think it should have came down to a playoff, but it is. And the way those guys was bunched up early in the um, early on Sunday, I figured it would be a, a playoff. It was a three-man playoff, Cabrera, Campbell, and Perry. Now, Perry had control of all this. He could eliminate this just making a par somewhere. He was two up with two to play. Just make a par on 17 to 18, and he wins his first master. I'm not going to say the guy choked because it, it'll be easy for to say that, you know, watching it on TV, sitting in your living room watching it on TV, um, especially if you've never been in that situation. Now, um, now he's won tournaments before, but that was a major, and that was the Masters, and he even admitted that he was a little bit nervous. Um, how could he not be? I mean, even the number one, number two players get nervous in shots like that. But they used to being in that situation, so nervousness set in, but you still have to hit that shot. Uh, there was a lot of games going on, games within the game at the Masters. Tiger and Phil put on a great show, which majority of the spotlight, uh, they took majority of that spotlight from the leaders. Phil had a great front nine. Phil shot about a 30. Uh, he was on fire. 
Uh, coming from back, not being in the last group, I thought he put himself in a great contention to be in a maybe get in the playoff at some point because you know you shoot a thirty on the front of the uh, in the Masters, put yourself in a um, put yourself in a, had a bunch of amazing shots, but he put himself in position maybe to get in that playoff with uh, Cabrera, Campbell, and Perry. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Saturday it was going. To, um, Phil mentioned Saturday actually he was going to attack a lot of pins on Sunday. Pin placements are what they are. They are and every Masters, they only can move them in so many spots on the green. But he mentioned he was going to tackle a lot of pins, which led to a lot of birdies um, and almost chances to possibly work his way into that playoff. So again, it was a good, uh, it was a good, it was a good Masters. Cabrera, congratulations to him. Uh, too bad for Perry. Campbell had his chances for three days. He led majority of the uh, Masters for three days until he took a double bogey on uh, Saturday, uh, number sixteens. Which put him, he ended up in the final, He which put him in the uh, next to the final group. But those guys played great. I thought Phil, Phil almost made me a fan. And that's what you want to see from the number two player in the world and the number one player. And those guys wasn't even in the final group, but they had so much spotlights on them, a spotlight on them for the uh, Masters that uh, you want to see that type of action. And uh, hopefully they can continue throughout the year, uh, throughout the uh, PGA tournaments, and, and bring us that type of excitement. Uh, Tiger didn't do – Tiger was just steady. I don't think he did too much. He started kind of late, but he did get up to minus 10 before taking double bogeys uh, in, that, in the Masters. Uh, Phil, I go back to Phil because Phil had a lot of great shots. He had shots that, you know, they're going to show every Masters – every time the Masters come on, they're going to show Phil hitting a lot of these great shots. And I think this was a, a step up for Phil, uh, solidifying that number two spot. And as well as he played – I think the the number one is not far from him. Depends on what Tiger does, and maybe Tiger needed this to give him the edge again. And he's been off. Tiger has been off about nine months, nine to ten months, uh, rehabbing the knee, getting surgery, rehabbing. Um, you got to get back in golf shape. You can get your knee in shape, but you have to. They do a lot of walking. They walk for four straight days. Uh, Phil, he looked focused. He was playing that way. I think what Phil lost focus during the Masters was. The 12th hole was a par three. Uh, par three, he takes a double bogey, so he leaves that green upset. Um, watching it, I believe at that point, that was his. he was still 100% focused. He was still hitting good shots, but he was missing birdies, easier birdies that he made on the front nine before that 12th hole where he lost it. Uh, I think it was a club selection or the uh, club, the shot he took him. Uh, Tiger in that hole, I remember that hole, Tiger shot hit an eight iron. Phil hit a nine, and he punched it. So with that nine, he put too much spin on it, rolls right off the green. He he leaves that green with a double bogey. Phil finished the day 30, 37 with a 67, and for the week, 279, fifth place for the weekend. And that with the with the playoff, Tiger Field putting pretty good show on. All that going on, like I mentioned earlier, there was a game within the game. Uh, I tell you, Shingo Kaliyama sneaks into solo fourth place, finished the weekend 10 under. So it, it was. A, I think it was a great uh, excitement, a great Masters. Um, uh, we had a chance to watch it without any rain, any major winds. Uh, for, it hasn't been like that for the previous years. But I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, again, congratulations, Cabrera's. Uh, Perry had his chances. Perry's still a pretty good player. So, that, and n- never mind the blowups that he had. But I, I tell you what, that uh, will put a damper on it is. Sergio Garcia still making comments for his game. 
he had plenty of chances to he had chances just like that. And he's number I think Sergio's number four, number five in the world, but he never plays like that into major tournaments. Uh, you watch these guys, Tiger and Phil, they are nowhere to be found on the first two days. Not sometimes even in the third day, but two and a half days out there, nowhere to found. And you watch these guys hit, put high numbers up early in the tournaments. And then out of nowhere, the steady guys, the number one, number two, number three players in the world, they show up. Um, again, that was a great match. I had a, I had a bet on it. Uh, me and my friend, we bet. We took five players. And uh, I think all five of my players made the cut. So I win the bet. I wouldn't tell you how much I won. But, again, Sergio, uh, if you just play golf and stop blaming everybody, uh, he's, he has such great talents. The guy can hit any shot. He has all the tools. Um, but he always has someone else to blame but himself. And then the, before the damage is already done, he's blaming the course. He's blaming uh, the players around him. But he's the one. This is golf. You have you and your caddy. You go out there to hit the shots. Your caddy does all the work the week before. If you've been to the Masters before, so you know what the layout is. You had perfect conditions considering um, the previous Masters where there was always raining, there was always windy. Um, so just hit the shots. You have all the game. There's not a lot of guys out there that's going to outdrive them. There's not a lot of guys who have as many shots as he has. Uh, but you just gotta just got to stay consistent. He's not as consistent as the guys, and that's that's probably the reason why he's not uh, number in the top three. He had a chance to be number one, but I, being number one without a major, I mean, speaking of Sergio Garcia, being number one without a major, I don't know. I don't know if that should be possible. I don't know if this guy uh, deserved to be number one as a major. You have to have at least one major to be number one. And again, he had that chance with the absence of Tiger. Tiger was off again. He was off nine months, um, hurt, nursing a knee rehabbing the knee, getting back into golf shape, getting back into shape, period. Um, so when Tiger is off, he is off. And I'm talking about golf. He's not thinking about golf. He's uh, he's taking care of what's in front of him. Tiger ended up having kids. He has two kids. Um, he rehabbed the knee. So a lot of guys stepped their game up, but a lot of guys didn't take advantage of what was happening uh, on the tour at that time. You don't hear a lot of complaining from a lot of guys, only from Sergio. This is some stuff you can control it's golf. Like I mentioned, it's golf. You have your caddy. It's just you and your caddy. Go out there and hit the shot. He has such great talents, has all the ability in the world. There's not a lot of guys out there who can host, who can play with Sergio, but he hurts himself by holding himself back. And um, and that's why he's never won a major. And if he had two or three, if he had a better putter, a better, a better putting game, Sergio, I think, in my opinion, will have about two or three majors. Um uh, he had one in the British Open, but he made a lot of excuses of waiting. All you have to do is talk to the caddy. You don't have to wait. He misses a putt. He misses an easy putt, and he blamed uh, he blamed everybody again for him for him missing that putt. That was probably about a two foot putt. And I'm not saying it was easy, but it wasn't that hard. You at that point, you number four, you number three in the world. It wasn't easy, but I'm not saying it was that hard. But it, when it was all said and done, it was everybody's fault that he missed that putt. Uh, this year it was a great Masters. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, and Hale Cabrera wins his first green jacket. I thought um, I thought uh, Kenny Perry might win it. Kenny Perry is still one of my favorite. Kenny Perry still has game. Uh, he mentioned that's not going that's not going to shut his career down. He also mentioned last year at the end of the uh, what was the Ryder Cup that it was a great end to a career with those guys. The United States winning the Ryder Cup. So 
this would have put the icing on the cake for uh, Kenny Perry. But I'm sure with the type of game this guy has, he he will be back in the Masters. Maybe, maybe not, but we shall see. Uh, Campbell, Campbell laid all the way. Campbell has game. There's a lot of guys up there. All you have to do is be consistent. Easier said than done with me sitting here in the studio talking about it. But you have to be consistent. I'm an avid golf golfer myself. Um, but you can't be consistent. Uh, you can't win a lot of rounds. You can't go low. You can't shoot great scores. So with that being said, we will come back. We'll probably take some calls. Again, let me leave you that number. You want to call in for the next segment, one eight eight eight. 346-9144. You listen to Kwame Lashley Sports on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm going to take two minutes and I'll come back and we'll move into some, how about we'll do a little bit of baseball. I'll see you in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Four and three and two and one. Just play. Four and three. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Kwame Lassen on Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. I'm on the Voice America Sports Network. I have a caller calling in, as he do uh, every week. Uh, former coach of the AFL2, Richard Britt. Rich, I appreciate you calling in. Um, no problem, man. When I uh, left off, man, in the first segment, I was talking about a little, you know, I posed the question of who's your MVP, and I get to that, and that's talking about the uh, NBA MVP. Also talked about the Masters. I think, what do you think about the Masters? It was a great Masters. That, regardless that Phil or Tiger didn't win, but they put themselves in places 
I think they stole the spotlight from those guys who was in the final group, but it ended up being in a great, a pretty good master. And the wind cooperated, the weather cooperated. So um, I don't know if you watched any of the masters, but um, it was a pretty good master this year. Well, I mean, if, if you want, you gonna say all four days were good, or just Sunday was good? I'm gonna say all four days. I'm gonna say um, um, they I'm still had their chances. The conditions were fair for everybody who played out there, and you had a lot of guys go low. You even had Ben Crenshaw go low one day, and um, he was nowhere to be found on Sunday. And, and I talked about the consistency of golf. Uh, you have to do it for four days. You have to be in some type of shape. Uh, now that I now that I'm uh, mentioning it, uh, thinking about it, that Kenny Perry, if I think if he was in a little better shape, I don't know if it was the nerves or just the conditioning of the uh, four day grind that this guy had to put up with on 17 and 18 on Sunday is where he lost it. Well, you know, he played consistent all four all four rounds. He did. I mean, he was consistency, you know, and and playing in golf, as you know, and as I know, it's got to be consistent throughout all eighteen holes. And if you, if there's no consistency throughout there, then you know you're not going to, you know, let everybody's like, you know, you watch TV in the morning time and you hear Skip Bayless and him talking about, you know, Tiger lost it on Thursday. Tiger lost it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, Tiger and never. He, Tiger's never. He's nowhere to be found on in the Masters. Never. I, Tiger don't even break seventy. He don't. He don't even get to the sixty. Rarely do he gets into the sixties on um, the first day of a Masters. But he's consistent. He just grinds it out. He. I, you never see this guy panic. And then on the third day, he makes a run, which they call moving day. He makes a run on Saturday and uh, put himself in contention to be in that final group. If he's not in the final group, he's in the group before that. And he puts and guys not even concentrate on their game. They're watching to see what Tiger doing. Has he moved up on the leaderboard? Then they panic. Right, because I was I'll be honest with you. I was watching. I was watching the Celtics get blown out by the Cavs, and I look down on the scroll and I see Tiger at ten under. He started day at four under. I'm like, whoa! Let me switch channels now. Right, these guys are. And, and you know, it's it's a point to where, you know, well, I mean, I think they knew what they were doing anyway. They didn't want to. They didn't want all the. The shine to be on the leaderboard anyway. They, that's why they paired Tiger and, and, and Phil together. Well, I think that's where everybody was going to be in anyway, watching. I thought uh, Tiger and Phil did a great job as far as what they bought on that day, uh, not being not being in the final group. Um, but I thought Phil, I thought Phil had an excellent uh, Masters after outside of that twelfth hole where he lost focus and took that double bogey. And I, I could see a little bit of his focus going away. But I thought he had a pretty good match. He almost not not that he made me a fan. Phil is still one of the uh, best players in in the PGA Tour right now today. Uh, not that he made me a fan, but I thought he did what he was supposed to do, being number two in the world, uh, facing Tiger, head up with Tiger, and uh, he outplayed him. He just had a better yeah. game. And I, yeah. I'm not gonna make excuses for Tiger. Tiger, um, not that he had that layout, but he doesn't show up unless he's ready to win. So Tiger is ready. I'm not. He, the injury is over with. It's done. Um, he just didn't play. Um, he just didn't play what we normally would see. No, we did. But again, you know, Phil came out hit that thirty on the front nine. They can do something to your, to your psyche. Yeah, to, psyche. for a lot of players for, out now. Seven under on the first. Yeah, the for a lot of nine. people that can do something to your psyche, but that is not doing anything to Tiger's psyche. Tiger, Tiger comes back and uh, drop a long eagle on him. A lot of people thinking two putt birdie, make your birdie. He he drops a long eagle on him and he goes on to get on his little run. And I think at the, I think at one point in the Masters, Tiger got up to ten under, uh, minus ten, and uh, a chance. But then he just fell off. 
It's just the grind from coming behind. When you're at the top, you can control everything. You can see where everybody is, and you know what shots you have to hit. I mean, I thought Phil hit a lot of great shots when he needed them. He was in trouble, as everyone else was. Cabrera was in trouble. He wins the master, put himself in a playoff uh, to win the master from hitting trouble shots, hitting, hitting himself out the trouble. But um, I don't think that plays a lot on Tiger's psyche. Anybody else? Yeah. You shoot third, I'm thinking, wow, I got to do something special. Like in any sport, you just got to put yourself in a position to win. Yeah, and they did. No matter what it is. And they did. But uh, congratulations to those guys, man. It, it, you, if you play golf, you know you play. It, it takes a different mentality to do it consistently uh, every time you step out on the golf course. Yeah. But all right, man, that's it. Let's move on to a little bit of baseball, man. The, talk about the Diamondbacks, you know. Uh, I'm in Arizona, live here at uh, Voice America Sports on the Voice America Sports Network. So I'm always going to talk about the teams in Arizona, what's going on in Arizona. Now, the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, they are 2-5 and five at the moment, tied in last place with the Giants in the NL, NL West. Um, they did have a, a win in the season opening versus Colorado. Then they dropped the next two to the Rockies. And another three-game stretch to the Dodgers, they go 1-2, and two, winning their first one and then losing two. Now, the Diamondbacks versus the, uh, St. Louis and Albert Pujols, they go on another three-game stretch. That started yesterday. They got another game tonight at 9.30. May try to get tickets for that. Then they got one tomorrow night uh, or tomorrow. Uh, as I mentioned, they lost them. So this is why at this point right now they are 2-5 and five in the NL West. And I, and I think here's the toughness of baseball. This is where I think baseball is tough. Uh, it's the grind those guys go through. They, they play in every night, whether it be a doubleheader or a tripleheader. It's not like football where you have one game one game a week, and you have a few days to recover. But here's the deal. The season is only a, a week old, so I don't know, I'm not sure why a lot of these guys, injuries shouldn't occur right now. Again, the season's only a week old, so I'm not sure why a lot of these guys are, are hurting. But I think the problem is you got to be consistent. There's no consistency right now. with the uh, Without pitching, you're definitely not going to win. And then over here in Arizona, their ace is uh, Brandon Webb, and he's on a 15-day DL with tightness in his shoulder. Um, not to mention that the pitching. You're not going to win with pinch it, pitching, um, but they're not hitting the ball. They're not batting well, and this has them at 2-5 and five right now. And it's still early in the season, so with 162 games season, you can't count them out. They can go on a little run uh, as other teams do. They've, uh, they did win the World Series in 2001, so you can never count those guys out. Um, but that was 2001. They have to have something to build. They, they rebuilt their team. So let's see how they play out. I don't know what you uh, – have you been watching the Diamondbacks any, Rich? No, I don't pretty much show Diamondbacks out here in D.C. <laughs> I watch my Nationals. I know we, we're garbage, but that's all good. We'll, we'll come back. We had a pretty good game yesterday. The Nationals, uh, though, did they win yesterday? Eight. We lose 9-8 to eight to the Phillies, the World, Cha- World Series champions last year. Had a good uh, – Adam Dunn, I think he went two for four, I think it was. Had a home run. Three or four guys had home run yesterday for us. So you saying – uh, We're going to be all right. Okay, well, that's good. But I, I hope you wasn't saying because it was the Phillies and they won the World Series last year that it's okay to lose to them. Bro. Oh, no, I'm never saying that. We just, you know – Yesterday, Phillies were playing on emotion. Well, so when your uh, commentator passed away in Washington in the, in the, in the uh, press booth, yeah, of, well, you know, a, you they know, can find out they play on emotions the whole game. So sports, sports, have, sports brings that eight, to you. So it was all good. Huh? Sports brings that to you. Sports has a lot of emotion on it, and you use whatever you can to get you over the hump. Sometimes it's not possible because you, it weighs heavy on your mind, heavy on your heart. 
But sports have a lot of emotions. And here in Arizona, we, we root for the Diamondbacks here. I know I do. I think if anybody's in Arizona and you live in here, everybody has their team, has their favorite. But you have to root for the home team. Or don't say any bad for, thing about them if you're not rooting for them. Um, I guess everybody has their opinion on who they like and why they like them. But uh, here, yeah, I'm from Virginia. I'm Newport News, Virginia. So um, I'm here in Arizona now. So I'm rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks, as I did the Suns, who will not be in the playoffs this year. And I might talk about a little bit about that later. I don't know. But uh, come on, Diamondbacks, we're rooting for you. Get it, get it done. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit uh, briefly what we talked through in the first segment and the second segment. I have Richard Britt on the line. You listen to Kwame Lasso on the Voice of America Sports Network. We'll come back in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. This is Kwame Lassa that I have on the line. Richard Bridge, former AFL2 coach. Uh, you're listening to us live on the Voice America Sports Network. We talked a little bit about our Masters. We talked some baseball. Um, anything else you got on baseball, Rich? Not really. Just, you know, the last week for baseball has been a tragic week for them, and I'll make sure all prayers go out to all the families and all the teams that have lost 
special people in, the, in their organization, in their hearts. Yeah, it was. Well, so a, a lot of incidents that went on, man, and that's that's too bad. But uh, a lot of uh, great uh, icons, too, in the baseball. But yeah. also here in uh, Arizona, uh, ASU, Arizona State uh, University, Sun Devils, lost uh, Bruce Snyder. He had a battle with cancer, and uh, he was gone. A lot of great players came back. And you hear, you hear nothing but positive things about the guy. And I, I remember when I got here, uh, 94, 95, uh, you know, I watched these guys in 96 almost get to the national championship game. They played, um, if I'm not mistaken, they played Ohio State. And um, and uh, I think David Boston caught that final play, that final pass for the touchdown, which they was on a great run. These guys were 11-1 uh, that year or 12-1 that year. They made a great run. Um uh, at the chance for the national championship until Ohio State stopped him. With, uh, Jake and uh, Jake Plummer was the quarterback. He had a lot of guys over there. Pat Tillman was over there. Yeah, Pat uh, G. Yeah, yeah. They had they had pretty actually they had a pretty good team. Man, their defense was holding up. But that's when Jake was Jake the Snake when he was moving around and running. But uh, our condolences to the ASU family, Sun Devils losing a a great part of their uh, coaching history and Bruce Snyder and. Um, uh, Everything, everything will be all right over there. Those guys, those are good, pretty good place. I, I actually have a cousin uh, trying to enroll in ASU. She's uh, sending her letters out that way. She's coming up from the D.C. area, too. So, okay, well, you know, she got a little flavor for it. So, so, it's a, so it's a good school to be at, man. It's a be, okay. good school to be, too. All right, well, we're we going to go to uh, finish up on baseball. I just, you know, we talk of sports. We also talk about the uh, the NBA, man. Who Who do you have? I mentioned earlier. Who was your MVP? And I and I named these three guys: Kobe, LeBron, or Dwayne. Well, you know me. I always I stated weeks ago. You know, I want. I think Dwayne. I think Wade should win it. MV three should win it. Uh, just what he brought MVP to me, most valuable person, player. What he brought to that team, worst league, worst record in the league last year, to what fifth, fifth or sixth um, place seed this year. I don't think take the Wade Wade off of that team. They're Probably worse than the Wizards, who, by the way, just signed Flip Saunders as the new head coach. Then why right about that? Go ahead. Um, but if you know you take Dwayne Wade off of the Heat, do you think the Heat be where they were with a rookie head coach who's never coached in the NBA as a head coach in the NBA before with that team? I doubt it very seriously. You know, he put up fifty-five points on Sunday. Wow! Against New York. Again, so Kobe put up 50, 45 against New York, and LeBron put up 50. Dwayne Wade put up 55 against him. No. Uh, okay. And I like Dwayne. Huge fan. I like what the guy did. But he went on a little spurt. He went on a run. And uh, he did lead. He's a guy uh, you mentioned. If you take him off, that team is nowhere. But if you take a lot of those guys off their team, those guys don't win uh, 500, uh, don't go 500 for the season. Dwayne uh, went on spurts, and he's won. Uh, he's led the league. He, Kobe, uh, him and Kobe and um, uh, LeBron, they're one, two, three in the scoring. But he's done enough. He has to shoot for that team. Nobody else is shooting for that team. So he has to shoot. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from him because he's shooting and he's hitting points. Uh, and we can say the same thing for LeBron. LeBron, uh, he really has no help. They just got him some help this year. So uh hey, when you take LeBron off that team, they still make the playoffs. No. It might not be number one seed, they're in the top five. If you take LeBron the off probably. the Cleveland Cap they make the playoffs? Yes. You take LeBron off that team, they make the playoffs. Mm mm. You hungry. You need what you say you was going to get something to eat. 
There's no way, man. You, you don't you, think so? I don't think so. I, they I got think perimeter shooting, and they have inside, and, and they have inside presence. They still make at least make the playoffs without LeBron. I tell you what, the East is weak uh, this year, but I don't think you, you talking about the playoffs. These guys are number one seeded, so if the, if they make the playoffs, where are you putting them at? Number eight? That's still making the playoffs. I put them somewhere in the in the mid from between three and six if they without LeBron. Over Orlando, Chicago. Without LeBron, they still make the playoffs between three and six seed. Yes. Boston, Detroit, Orlando. Detroit's the, old. The Heat. Detroit, look, they're in the playoffs. Detroit is in the playoffs. You saying the same thing that uh, you take LeBron off Cleveland, they gonna make the playoffs. I, I don't see that happen. I don't see who can consistently score at night. You you have to have help. It's like it's, it's impossible. They're not making the playoffs. But as far as MVP go, I think he's done enough to solidify himself as that MVP. And I, I don't even think – I won't say Kobe don't want it, but Kobe, uh, he has help. Kobe wants to win a championship, an NBA championship. But I, but you have to throw him in the mix, Kobe, LeBron, and Dwayne, who's getting that MVP. I think they've done so much as far as advertising and promotions to – you know, and then, and then LeBron does it himself. He's self-promoting. But I think this guy is the uh, – MVP. I think LeBron is the MVP now. I was gonna say Kobe. Kobe being the best player in the NBA, uh, in my opinion, um, and he's doing he he's winning games without you know some guys. Some of his major contributors are hurt. I think Barnum is still hurt. No, Barnum came back last he week. He came and, back and putting in averaging sixteen plus points a game. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Well, not he, more. He won't win the MVP. Kobe. I think it's gonna go to LeBron James, but I think Kobe, when it's all said and done, might be holding up that trophy. But you got uh, D Wade. I, I like D Wade. I like I like what D Wade brings to the table. I like what he he makes everybody else around him contribute because they have to. That's what the that's what the MVP is supposed to do. Make everybody around you better. You know what? Um, Kobe does that. Kobe may have sixteen points, and I think at this point in his career, he's satisfied with having sixteen twenty points. When we've known to see Kobe put up twenty five to forty five. Sometimes fifty points a night, but sixteen points and his team wins. That gets everybody involved. That builds confidence for those guys. That let's say Kobe don't play one night, that these guys can pull wins off because they did it the night before without him shooting over twenty points. So MVP makes those guys makes those guys better, and I think D Wade does that. Um, LeBron does that with his team. LeBron has help now, and the um, and Bryant and Kobe. Right now, the Cavs have the best record in the NBA, so anything that's going to happen in the NBA has to go through Cleveland. And I tell you what, the, him bringing the, the excitement and the television to Cleveland, I don't think that gives him the MVP, but the numbers, they speak for themselves. The numbers don't lie. If, yeah, if LeBron is not, that, if LeBron that, is not in Cleveland. As much as when George hit that shot over Craig Elo. Exactly. That's the long time uh, uh, they've been Ernest on TV. Or when dropped the ball, fumbled the ball on a two-yard line. This is a. It takes another player to bring those. Uh, you, you mentioned Jordan hitting that shot off Greg Elo. Looked like he kicked him in the head. Um, it takes another player to bring that excitement to Cleveland. Now LeBron is here. LeBron has these guys on TV anytime they play. You you want to find out what the Cleveland Cavaliers was doing? So uh, I don't, I don't I wouldn't say that brings he just, he brings a star power to the NBA. He brings it to Cleveland. Uh, they are nationally televised every time he's on. Every time there's a game, but 
Uh, I'm gonna have to go with eighty six to mind you from eighty six to what ninety eight Jordan in Chicago or whatever long it was. Whenever right. once Jordan permitted himself or well, put got himself at the top of the league as far as um player wise, Chicago was on T V every Sunday. I think and I think when that's what up. And I think that's what um LeBron has done. And I early early in the year early in the year I had Kobe winning the MVP. Because I just think Kobe uh, does a whole lot more with his team besides just scoring. Uh, he don't have to score. He makes those guys around him score. And then when they need to win a game, if it comes down to it, Kobe is able to take over the game. But he's put himself – he's put his team in position of uh, wanting to take that shot or having confidence to take that shot. And then, um, like I said, if it comes down to it where they have to win a game, Kobe, he's able to pull it off. He's able to pull it off for not shooting for three or four up and down, up and down through the court. But uh, LeBron, I don't know. LeBron starts off shooting. LeBron starts off uh, saying, "I wanted this game," and most times when he do that, he loses the game. These guys have the best record in the NBA. I say they have the best home record. I think they're thirty-seven and one, and the only team that beat them at home was the Lakers. So I, I mentioned anything happening in the NBA has to go through Cleveland. And if L and Los Angeles Lakers have to go through Cleveland, I don't see the, I don't see it being a problem. Do you see do you see the Lakers do you see the Cleveland Cavaliers beating the Lakers in four games? Not in no. four games, but in a seven game series. Uh you know, I, I don't I don't see Lakers beating Cleveland in seven games. In a seven game series Because Cleveland has home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Home court advantage throughout the playoffs. You beat them one time there. Whoop de doo. Now you got to come beat them four times. And which they going to do? Okay. All they, well, look, we'll, you find know out, we'll find out in about three weeks, won't we? All they have to do is beat them one time in Cleveland. The other three games is going to be in L.A. You beat the Cavaliers one time in Cleveland, and you do not lose at home. they the NBA champs. But what time? Which one of those four times in Cleveland they going to beat them? It, it, Cleveland going to take you to a seven-game series at the championship. You're going to go to a seven-game series at championship. It, it starts, okay. It's going to start it, in Cleveland. What is it? Two, two games in Cleveland. I think it's 2-3-2. Two, 2-3-2. Three, two. Two, three, two. They win one in Cleveland. I don't care which one it is. Win the first one, or make sure you win the second one. Then you go back to L.A. for three games. Cleveland's going to beat you in L.A. once. You ain't going to be undefeated. You ain't undefeated. You, ain't, you, ain't, you don't have the best home record. You don't have to have the best home record. you got the best team. The home record. If you listen to the fans, if you them guys don't even know they're there until the end of the game, until the, when the game start, until the end of the game. You if you uh, if you that type of player, uh, you going about your business. You don't know the fans are there most times. You going out there and playing. Um, you, you concentrate more on your team. You only know the five, the four other guys is out there with you. Um, you don't hear the crowd noise until in the midst of a shot. You don't hear the crowd noise until that shot is over. So you're not really focused on the fans. I know it's better to play at home. Anybody who can get a chance to play at home, you just feel more comfortable. But that means you just slept in your bed that night and you don't have to travel. That's where the grind comes from in traveling. These guys, the rim is still 10 foot. It's still a circumference of the same size. Um, but these guys, these guys playing on the same court and it's just the comfortability of being at home and being away and having that uh, you have to travel. I think true, uh, true. In four, I think in a seven game series the Lakers win. Okay, well we'll see. <laughs> that's you. That's all you have to say. We'll see. You we'll see. I'm not gonna argue with you. But I won't know until it happens. You you you're not gonna argue. When is this gonna happen? You're not gonna argue. When you stop arguing? 
I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, Lakers gonna be. I don't think Lakers gonna beat the Cleveland Cavaliers if Lakers make it to the to the conference finals. Well, first Remember, of all, this is the conference finals, the Western Conference finals. Anything has happened. When people have won the Western Conference Finals as the number one seed, they've came up and lost. You still got the Spurs, a veteran team, three cha- world championships under their belt. Still Forget got about Tony it. Parker. Forget still about got it. Tim the Spurs. Duncan. Don't, don't even mention the Spurs. Good. The Spurs not they not beating the Lakers. But you don't again. You just again the Lakers are yes. Lakers are number one seed in the West. They have an easy way, easy easy path to get to the conference championship game. Rich yet. They still might play the Spurs. Cavaliers have to get it. They have to Lakers come out. playing great ball. They have to come out of the know. East, first of all. They, they got to beat the Boston. Conference. You said they got to play Boston. And now, Boston didn't have any. The, 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 the Cleveland Cavaliers, they played Boston. They destroyed Boston. KG, you're not there. Boston. Now they played Boston. KG's not there. I, I, I'm, 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 I agree. Boston KG's had nothing. As of, went, as of Saturday. They had nothing to play for. Boston was going to be at number two regardless of how that ended up. They was going to be at number two. So I'll play them. So. Now it's going to come down to, uh, I think, um, Cleveland will have to play Detroit. Um, who is it? Boston is, uh, who are they playing? Uh, who's at number seven? Atlanta or something like that? Or Orlando. Atlanta at six, I think it is. Who's at number, I mean, no. So Atlanta's four and five. Atlanta, it's going to be Atlanta and um, Miami, I'm not mistaken. I think uh, the first game, Atlanta, the fa- Atlanta uh, and the um, Heat will be playing the first game because uh-huh. they're running four and five. Four and five, yeah. Well, yeah, Cleveland got to come out. I, I don't even know why we're talking about uh, Cleveland and the Lakers because they got to come out. They got to beat the defending world champs and the Boston Celtics. They got to come out of that. And they destroyed those guys. Maybe they were trying to make a point. Uh, they destroyed those guys the other night in Cleveland. But Boston had nothing to play for. And then KG, once he get back in his rhythm with the uh, with the team, that changes the whole game. And I'm not going to say uh, it's not going to come down to the final five games or – but it's, it changes the whole game when, with um, uh, KG in the game and con- KG consistent playing more than eight minutes. I think coach has been working them in in an eight-minute stretch at a time. And you can't – don't forget Paul Pierce. Don't forget Ray Allen, yeah. uh, Rondo. You still have those guys. They got a lot of you support. You got Stephon Marbury on the bench. They got Stephon Marbury. He can come in for a two-minute spell, spell those guys. But they got a great supporting cast. Uh, I don't know how supporting, how great the cast is in Cleveland. But uh, we're going to come back and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. We'll talk a little bit about uh, – uh, we'll go around the horn and see what's going on in the world of sports. This is Kwame Lasso on Kwame Lasso Sports Talk on the Voice America Sport Network. We'll come back in two minutes. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right from high school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, 
so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we are back Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network I'm uh here in the studio alone but I have Richard Britt former AFL2 coach um uh once again uh, be a consistent uh, consistent fixture uh, from time to time around here, if that makes si- sense, consistent in time to time. You know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's fin- <laughs> let's finish up. Uh, man, we're gonna clean up this uh, NBA stuff because uh, I'm right, and then we're gonna talk about some stuff uh, <laughs> around the league. Uh, uh, here's okay. Here's my top five, and this and this is gonna be it. I'll let you get yours in. You give me your top. Give me your top five right now. Five, MVP. I mean, it's going to come down to obviously one go win, but. Okay, Dwayne Wade, number one. LeBron James, number two. Uh, I, unfortunately, y'all going to say I'm crazy. Chris Paul, number three. Yeah, you crazy. And Kobe, number four. I'm Man. not a Kobe fan. Are you crazy? One. Chris Paul barely you know, just got in the playoffs. Okay, Chris Paul, number six seed. What do you mean, just got in the playoffs? He barely got in the playoffs. You, we were talking about. We were talking about. He's not be in the NFL. playoffs at all. I've been watching them guys play. He just got in a week ago. Yeah, you the last Still, team without, to get in again. Without again, without Chris Paul, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Chris Paul is the best point guard in the in the NBA. What? Okay, you done. Look, here's here's my. Uh, oh my god, he's he, the best he, point guard in the NBA right now. You, Chris you, Paul. You are you crazy? CP three is the best oh the rest, the best point guard in the NBA. So you said so you spent too much time out in Arizona in that sun, in that water. <laughs> what water? That, that Ain't no water. There's no water out here. What you thinking is? Rich LeBron James. I'm a. Uh, I think Kobe should get it. But and I tell you why. Here's the numbers. LeBron James will probably get it because they want King James to get it. He's great. Great marketing guy. Um, he averaged twenty three, twenty eight points. Seven rebounds, seven assists. Now you're a witness. No, I'm not. I'm a. I want. I think Kobe should get it, and I like D Wade. But that's number one. That's that's probably what's going to happen. And uh, but they don't turn. They don't say all the turnovers he have. Okay, number two would be Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, out of all those guys, averaging thirty point two points a game, seven point five assists, and uh, two point two steals a game. Kobe. Dwayne. Kobe. Yeah, Dwayne got his numbers are better. His numbers are better, but we'll see. Uh, Kobe, 27 points, 5.3 rebounds. And Kobe don't even have to shoot. He got a supporting cast, 4.9, 5, five assists a game. Now, you say Chris Paul was number two or number three? I, 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 put, I put Chris Paul before Kobe just in my, in my 
except my top five. I only gave you four. Because uh-huh. anybody else is really should be in there but Chris Paul. So you put Chris Wall, you put Chris Paul before Dwight Howard. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Look at I want you. I want. What did the? What was the? Okay, number one, what was Miami Heat's record last year? Everybody you talking about was in the playoffs. You're talking year, right? about last year. The MVP Everybody don't go back to last year. last year. The MVP one, doesn't two, go three, back to last the year. The MVP year, goes right? to this year. I don't care what they did last year. The MVP goes this year. What, what's ha- what's so happening with them this year? You go year? from 19 and 200 losses last year for the Miami Heat to in the playoffs, top five seed. Rich, you talking about last year? I'm talking about this year for Miami Heat. I'm talking about, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm going for Dwayne Wade, period. No question. Well, yeah, okay. Well, MB, I'm, I'm, MB3, what they promote him now, D-Wade is my MVP. Okay. If I got to go out and buy an MVP trophy and take it to Miami and give it to him myself, I will do that. And he going to slam it on the ground say, what the? what is this? No, he won't. He'll take <laughs> he that thing because you my dude. You know All right, me? look. He's going to understand. I, I got LeBron, LeBron, Dwayne, Kobe, Dwight, and Chris Paul. I, I, I put Chris Paul in there. I put him in there, but he's five. He's fine. I'm not putting him uh, in front of Dwight Howard. No way. No way in the world. Dwight Howard changes games. Dwight Howard is a presence. Chris Paul uh, doesn't change games? Not Yeah, he changes games, but he's not a Dwight Howard. He's not a threat. He's not a, okay. Of course, he's not a consistent double-double. The most double-doubles in the league this year is Dwight Howard, yes. He's, I can't understand that. Right. So he's not. Chris it, Paul is Dwight a Howard, game I'm gonna changer. Get, he's consistent. Double-double all season. Without Chris Paul, do you think the Horns would have won on Sunday? No. Thank you. But that's why he's number five. That's why I put him in okay. there. He's number five at the in my uh in my MVP votes. Dwight oh, Howard the White House number four. He just don't have enough power to get to uh past the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Miami Heat, and the uh Kobe Bryant uh Kobe Bryant team of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think Dwight Howard and the D Wade, your boy, might end up playing anyway at some point. If they can get past Atlanta. That's what, I mean, I think the Lake, I think the Heat will get past the Hawks, hopefully. But, again, you can't count out Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's a game-changer himself. You're right. You know the Hawks have a pretty good team. Right? Hawks. And you got Mike Bibby at the point. You know the Hawks have a pretty good team, right? Yeah, the Hawks have a very good team. Okay. Consider where they were two years ago. I don't care where they were two years ago. Two years last I year, they now considering last year, where they were two years ago and the changes they made have put them in position now to be successful. Man, that's it. That's it for that's that's it for the NBA. We gonna uh, LeBron. Uh, he gonna probably get most of the first place votes. Then Dwayne, then Kobe. But all right, what's going on in the world of sports here now? Let's talk about uh, you see Pittsburgh sign uh, James Harrison. Yeah, he now you look at a road to the riches. That's a that's a great road to riches. For how him. about this guy? This is a working man's this guy right here. This is how you get it done. He's been cut three times by those guys. Pittsburgh now. Put on the practice, practice squad. squad twice. And then uh he also been cut by the, the Baltimore Ravens. He signs a fifty one was it a fifty one million dollar deal? Fifty one point seven. One point seven five million dollars, six year deal. Yeah. And, they, and he's thirty. He turns thirty-one in next month. And that's unusual. And that's unusual for uh, the Steelers to do something like that. Yep. But again, you can look at look at the road he has. He took to get there. You know, what, he what, the, you know what? Had they, that banging for as many years as say Joey Porter had. Right, because he was always on the practice squad. He don't have that much on the um, on his body. But he uh, he went from being cut three times by Pittsburgh, being released 
cut by uh, Baltimore, uh, defensive MVP of the National Football League, and signing a, a big deal for Pittsburgh, which is uh, most of it's going to be guaranteed. And you think, you think a guy like that, dominant guy, um, will play that play that out and uh, be successful? And it's congratulations to him because I think it was well deserved uh, for well, James. Definitely, Hurley. you know you 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 know you 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 work your butt off to get to where everybody in the world wants to be, and that's play football from six or seven years old. They want to be a professional football player. What about he never gave up his dream, and he kept doing the right things to get there. And it finally paid off for him. So you got to take your hat off to him. It paid off. That's that's one of the guys who did it the hard way. There's a, there's a, he was undrafted. There's a lot of guys who come in and get drafted in the top picks but cannot play. They're great in college, but when it's time to uh, cross over to the next level, they cannot play. Because a lot of times in college, they have a – they have plays designed for them to put them in the right position. But when you got a guy like James Harrison go out there and make plays happen uh, when the blitz is coming from another side or when guys are double-teaming him and he continue to make plays, if you got two guys on him, he's getting his job done. You got uh, also as a linebacker, what about uh, Thomas signing with the Chiefs? Zach Thomas, I, I like Zach. Zach was great in Miami, but I think Zach needs to hang it up. I, I was I was going to mention something like that. You know what? We 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 talking football right now, but I think we're gonna do a whole show because I think I, uh, next week we'll be on before the draft. So we're gonna so get your draft knowledge up, and we're we're gonna talk a whole lot about the draft. But yeah, Zach Thomas, I think he's I don't I don't know why he would go to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but to get, other than the guy just loves sports, the guy just loves football. Uh, he's passionate about what he does uh, and what he's doing for at the position and at the team for the team. But yeah, get your get your draft knowledge up. He he hang it up. I think this might be the last year. But I tell you what, get your draft. There's times, there's times, Quam, where where I think that people need to just say, you know what, I need to go ahead and hang it up. I'm done. I can't do it no more. It's it's kind of hard, Rich. Rich, Rich, you know this. It's kind of hard when you've been the best at your position. You've been in the best for a long time. That's why Jordan came back, wearing number 45. His in his mind, he's still Michael Jordan. In his uh, his body, he was Michael. Wilson, whomever that it was. But he came back and won three championships with the Bulls out to retire the first time. Yeah. Second time he came back, when he came back with the Wizards, he wore 23. He wore it, yeah. But coming back with that 45, he coming back, he was not the same Mike Jordan. But not not For that three, one year. For that one that year. one year, he wasn't the same. All right. Well, look at here. We're running out of time. Uh, Rich, I yeah, appreciate you joining me on the show. I'll tell you what. Get your draft knowledge up. We're going to go and talk to the draft. We might have a special show with a couple more guys. Uh, this is Kwame Lassa on the Voice America Sports Network. You can reach me at Kwame at KwameLassaTheSports.com. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, Cisco, uh, Ryan, and uh, Ruben, I appreciate all your help doing the show. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.